So what's up? Welcome to another panic attack with Big John. Just here to holla, holla, holla at you. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, leave comments. Do all that great stuff. And follow me on Getter, Twitter, Truth Social at the real underscore Big John. And let's see what we'll get into today. So, saw an interesting video with the Hodge twins that got me thinking about the future of the Republican Party and things that we need to address. Um, the twins are of two schools of thought on this midterm election, not red wave. Now, I blame some of it on Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell's uh, lack there of leadership. Um, but they blame two things. One, the Republicans stuck to the abortion too much. And Democrats rode some anti-abortion or they rode some pro-abortion waves into office. I don't know about that so much. But we need to vote early and vote often as Republicans. Get off this idea that we can only vote on election day and start working the mail-in ballots more. Uh, this is something that Hermit Dillon is on to that we need to change the way we campaign. Yes, it's important to campaign up to election day, but we've got to start working the vote by mail also. Uh, and, and I grew up, was a, a, and still am, a vehement supporter of going door to door and meeting people face to face. Um, but this mail-in voting is going to start keep biting us in the ass in the bigger areas, the bigger states, uh, over and over again, because the Democrats have a system. They also have a system of suing us uh, out of elections. And that's been going on for 20 years, at least 23 years. 20, more than 20 years. Um, they go and fight things in the courts. They try to get judges to legislate from the bench. They try to get judges to uphold legislation that is favorable to them. And that's something Republicans need to learn how to do. <laughs> Democrats have been doing it since the early 2000s, late 90s, we still haven't caught on as a party. So we've got to use the early voting and mail-in voting the way Democrats do. Also, watching Matt Gates, who finally came on Tim Cast IRL, uh, and Tim Poole uh, lo relocated to somewhere in West Virginia, but not far from Washington, D.C. And 
So he finally got Matt Gates to come on his podcast show, video, YouTube, whatever the hell it is. And so Gates was on there and they brought up some interesting things. Uh, how the new Congress, one of their stipulations of the 20 who held out was force Kevin McCarthy to allow this subcommittee on the weaponization of the government to go through. That's one of the reasons they held out. And that I'm glad they held out. I'm glad they held out. Gates and his cast of 20. Uh, he also talked a little bit about how uh, when you saw him talking with AOC and different people on the House floor, he was talking to her to say, hey, make sure your 212 Democrats don't jump to McCarthy. We need to keep this going for as many rounds as it takes for the gang of 20 to get what they wanted. And there are more than 20 who wanted these rules in the rules package and McCarthy's promise that certain legislation would get votes and that certain subcommittees would get formed and so on. So right now, McCarthy, or Gates says that McCarthy's living up to his word and doing what he was supposed to do. But uh, the weaponization of the federal government, he said that, you know, the Fed has turned its eyes, its spying eyes inward, and now they're looking at regular Americans, looking at people like me, <laughs> vloggers and bloggers and podcasters, looking for white supremacists, which I've been very clear, I think the white race is inferior. I don't, <laughs> okay, I'm not a white supremacist. Actually, I don't think anyone's inferior, I just... I just think black people are cooler. Um, and nobody wants to curtail this because they're afraid of the national security apparatus and the security state. Uh, you know, let's say another 9-11 does happen and you're the senator or congressman who voted against the spy package. Uh, what happens if there's another Oklahoma City and you're the Congress, one of the Congress people who voted against allowing the government to spy on regular Americans? The first thing that the bureaucracy, the FBI, the CIA, uh, FBI is more internal in the United States as far as we know. Uh, their first thing they're going to do is blame the congressmen and women who voted against funding certain projects or certain things, voted against funding their spying on American people or people within the United States, right? We know that's how it works. But 20 years ago, you know, 21, 22 years ago, we had laws like the Patriot Act passed in the wake of 9-11, almost unanimously. And now the Patriot Act is being used on American citizens. Well, the Bush administration and the neocons back then 
promised us, hey, this is only going to be used to spy on terrorist cells from outside the United States that are working within the United States. Now, every time somebody wants to overturn the Patriot Act, one of the leftover neocons from that era look to us and say, hey, remember 9-11? Do you want that to happen again? Well, we can't get rid of the Patriot Act. Can't even get rid of bits and pieces and parts of it, you know? And 20 years ago, I was fine with the Patriot Act. I'm like, no, no, this isn't bad. The Office of Homeland Security, that's not bad for us. That's going to help us. George Bush is going to, you know, save us. Daddy Bush, save us, you know? But now you look at what the FBI has done to people like Project Veritas, raiding journalists' homes looking for Ashley Biden's diary. How is a diary of the president's daughter national security? Other than the fact that there are things in there, which we've all, you can find on the internet now. I've read it. It's disturbing. Basically makes it sound like Joe did some bad things to her, you know, taking showers with her at an age where it was probably inappropriate for father and daughter to be in a shower together. Weird stuff like that. But the FBI came after journalists, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe and other people for this, Uh, you know, terrorist plots, white supremacists. You had the Michigan governor kidnapping plot where there were more FBI agents than there were <laughs> alleged kidnappers. It's not funny, but they picked up some people that were basically stupid and smoked a lot of pot and said stupid things while they were high. But they kept adding more and more FBI agents to convince these guys to go through with a terrorist plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. There's nothing funny about kidnapping, but there is a lot strange about more FBI agents getting into a case pretending to be terrorists, white supremacists, white nationalists, anarchists, something. And they agged on these people but whatever uh another crazy this is like this made me like whoa shit i've heard rumors of this and it's actually true gates said that there's a house rule that allows members privacy on the floor uh you have to watch tim cast irl with matt gates to really get what he's saying, but basically, from what I took from it, and they said this in a way on the video, House members can go up to each other and say, hey, thanks for your vote. Hey, I heard you're having a fundraiser tonight. I can't make it, but here's a check. Now, 10 or 12 years ago, I heard that John Boehner used to walk around Congress and say, oh, this, and that was early in Boehner's career, not when he was Speaker. But he used to walk up to other Congress members in the halls 
and on the floor and say, oh, here's a check from a big tobacco company. Wow. And Gates let a a cat out of the bag, and it's pretty obvious. The leaders of the parties conferences in Congress. So the leader of the Democrat conference and the Republican conference, and ultimately one of them ends up being speaker usually. They're based on who can raise the most money. Get, or, uh, McCarthy raised almost half a billion dollars the last election cycle. That's how he got all but 20 people to vote for him for speaker over and over again was that he had everybody everybody's campaign was on his payroll okay and you know Marjorie Taylor Greene called out some uh, other Republicans Marjorie Taylor Greene was big on the uh, Kevin McCarthy bandwagon And she called out some people, hey, Kevin gave millions of dollars to your campaign. Why aren't you supporting him after he supported you to get reelected? You wouldn't be here without Kevin. Okay. A lot of things are coming out, and these are great things. What Gates points out and what I'm so adamant about is that the whole thing with being Speaker of the House or leader of your party is all about who can raise the most money. Not who has vision or who has ideas, but who can raise the most money. And my thought is the money will always be there. If today I were elected leader of the Ohio Republican Party, Because I had the best vision and the best ideas. And I was the cleanest, most straight and narrow leader. The same Republican contributors would line up at my doorstep. That's my opinion. The money will always be there in politics. Because it's all bullshit. People within the party need to elect the visionaries or if they have a vision they need to do what Gates and Boebert and the other 18 did and form a coalition and say we're not going to vote for this or that we're not going to support this or that person unless the right ideas are put in place by that person unless the right vision is put in place and hold out and fight for what you believe in. That's what American politics and American government should be about. Um, People holding out for what they know is right and debate and discussion and so on and so forth. Uh, I I saw, I want to leave here on a different note. Um, I saw something the other day and it made a lot of sense to me and I don't know if these are really the rules of the top 1%, but they sure as hell make sense to me. And this is how you would get to a higher place in life. And a lot of successful people, uh, 
that I've seen, like Michael Francis, uh, Ben from Valuetainment on YouTube, they're very successful people. But I saw this on uh, either Instagram or uh, the uh, Facebook stories or whatever the hell they're called. But rules of the top 1%. Listen more. Something I'm pretty good at. But you learn more from listening than from talking. Listen more. Number two, speak less. That makes sense. You can't listen and learn if your mouth's running. Number three, react less. Don't be reactionary. Step back for a minute and think things through. Observe more. Goes right along with not being reactionary. Look at the situation and instead of reacting to it, absorb, observe and absorb knowledge and think for a minute about your reaction. Observe more. So, number one, listen more. Number two, speak less. Number three, react less. Number four, observe more. Sounds like pretty good rules for success to me. So thank you guys for watching, listening. Till next panic attack, this is Big John. Thank you very much. God bless you. Love somebody today. Be the reason someone feels loved.